And you can just hang in there. Okay. Cool. So we're going to start the video again. I hope it gets started. Do you guys have any indication that the video is running? It's recording. Yes. It's recording now. Okay. Yeah. I see it. All right. Your video is not on, though. Excuse me, what? Your video isn't on. Are you keeping it My off? video. All right. I'll turn my video off. And then back on again. How does that work? Uh, no, I don't see you. I might have to get out and come back in. Uh, all right. Uh, let me turn the video off again. <laughs> <clears throat> and then back on again. Yeah, no, I, it's my screen. It's, it's my screen. So I'll hang up and I'll get back on and hopefully everyone will see everybody. All right. All right. There, now you're on, Eric. Okay, so let's go ahead and start. Because today we have a really uh, honored guest. Uh, uh, I try and critique uh, from Chicago. Uh, I'll give, I'll let him give you the name of the watch. Uh, and but, um, from what I understand, uh, uh, he met Keyshawn. And I knew that I wanted to get our guys uh, interested in going to the watch, but I had no idea that we might in fact get uh, entice some of the senior monks to come and talk to us. Hmm. And so we're, we're really honored. Um, uh, and that um, one of the things that happened uh, with me that gave me, this is possibly one of the most important lessons that I ever learned. And it happened after I was at Watsu and Mok a few months, but hadn't ordained yet. And Achan Bhikkhubuddhadasa and Achan Po <clears throat> actually had a, a large gathering of people there that was a mixture of Westerners, Thai lay people, and monks. And Vikabuddhadasa uh, <clears throat> wanted uh, it to be trans, what he was saying in Thai English mixture, um, for me to then interpret what he was saying. And he started talking about the Four Noble Truths, I remember specifically. And after I translated that much and looked back at him for the next thing, he says, you take it from here and give this lecture. He literally put me on the spot to find out that I, that I did have uh, that much detailed knowledge to give a talk on the Four Noble Truths. And it really did actually kind of cement my knowledge of the Four Noble Truths that I knew it better than I thought I knew it because I had to put it out <laughs> in front of a, uh, my teachers, my friends, everybody. And so that was one of the things that I also recognized uh, that Achan Pratit had mentioned when he was saying that it was like his teacher threw him on the other side of the river and that he had to figure out how to get back across without giving him good instructions. And so this is part of the way that the, uh, that the teaching is done. Um, now, there's kind of a line to be drawn in there someplace. And that line would be, in fact, in the padding off, there is a mention that monks cannot hide robes or bowls from one another. You don't go messing with a guy's equipment. Because monks get really um, in the habit of being mindful about where they put things. And so um, that kind of trick playing is not done. But uh, the kind of trick playing that monks do, the senior monks do to the junior monks, is to wake them up. And uh, that story about 
um, uh, the Four Noble Truths with Achan Po and Vicky Buddha Dasha uh, having uh, put me on the spot that way. It didn't happen just one time. That it happened over and over again. That I remember that um, uh, at the retreat center, Achan Po says, I want you to talk about the seven factors of enlightenment. Sambo Jhana, but at least he gave me an evening's notice so that at 7.30 the next morning I was able to teach it, but I taught it right out of the Anapanasati Sutta, so I had, I had my book. <laughs> In fact, here it is. <laughs> and so I was able to moan up on it uh, that time. But this is uh, the kind of thing that happens is, is that monks are called on to give a talk, sometimes on a specific question. And that it's a good idea to already know what we're talking about here, to go ahead and get the Dhamma understood, to get it down. But that's one of the qualities of, of teaching that's very profound, in fact. Uh, in the Anguttara Nikaya, there is a passage, or actually it's a whole Rocky, talk. no. Pardon? Oh, uh, apologies. Just talking to the dog there for a second. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, so it's in the Anguttara Nikaya, um, uh, a sutta, about five ways to learn the Dhamma. And the first one is naturally to listen to it being taught. Another one is to discuss it with your friends. Another one is to mull it over in your mind to make sure that you understand it. And the fourth one then has to do with the chanting of understanding that the chants that we do, what the Pali actually means. That in fact, that was the, the way that the monks learned it in the very early days is they, they learned the chants first even though they were in the native language. And then they learn the explanation to the chant because it's kind of confusing. And so you have to have detailed understanding like the in the Anapanasati Sutta, it looks like that they just rip right through it and then they rip right through it again and leave out all the little details that are, you know, popped all over the other sutras. And so then the fifth way to learn is by actually teaching. And surprisingly enough, that's the way that it's done. Like an example would that be in graduate school, the graduate students normally teach the, stu the undergraduate students. Because that's how you learn to teach, is by teaching. But you have to really know your topic also. And so um, this is part of the reason why we want to talk about it over and over again to repeat it to do it one look at this way look at it that way come to it this way all of a sudden the teacher kicks you in the pants that away <laughs> and then you begin to understand what the teachings are all about um <clears throat> so i would like to give each one of you an opportunity to introduce yourselves to achan uh and uh, if you want to, you can ask him any questions and see what kind of surprises he comes up with. Not to put you on the spot, Achan, but we've just been talking about that's part of what we do here is put each other on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric, do you have any questions? You've got a real Thai Achan here. Anything to ask him? You're putting me on the spot too. Uh, yes. First, I would like to ask, um, how are you? Um, a, li a little bit cold. It start to be cold today. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Chicago's really cold. Yeah. And for how long have you been ordained? Uh, 20 years. It will be 20 this year. 20 years of ordination? Yeah. Wow. I'm almost forty-three. I'm almost forty-three right now. Wow. You look much younger. Yes. He yeah. Does. Because of that's, maybe because that's of half Thai and half Deku. 
<laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really know what to ask except of what we talk about weekly. So, <laughs> yeah, please. Um, these days, after our last call, I had been talking about how your personality or your way of being socially or in private too changes by practicing the Dhamma. And sometimes um, it's part fear or part doubt. Maybe it's got some hindrances within it. But I sometimes I find myself changing too quickly and losing my my sense of self. Not sense of self, but like one uh, hindering thought is um, that I wouldn't know how to be if I change too quickly by practicing the Dhamma. Maybe it's something that doesn't happen if you're in a context of a Buddhist community, but I don't know if you've had similar thoughts. Um, I would like you to repeat again. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, yeah. say make it, make it um, short. he's or, talking about that as he begins to change, he begins to lose his identity. And he doesn't quite know who he is anymore. And then the la last part of the question was, is, does Sangha have anything to do with that? Which certainly it does. Once you lose your identity, if you're associating with monks, then that becomes your new identity. But if you're out in the world of lame people, then you may not have an identity. That's the direction of the question. Um, identity? Um, so, Atta. Atta, oh, okay. <clears throat> um, or he's asking that inappropriate question of who am I? Okay. <laughs> or also... I, I may have a way to explain in my way. Um, yeah. uh, maybe I can explain you through the example. <clears throat> First, for example, I'm angry someone so much, you know, so it's I already have Atta, you know, it's a, I hate him. But after I put a lot of effort in the meditation, try to use my mindfulness, long, long time. <clears throat> and one moment later, a moment, maybe um, long time is mean for me, for my experience, it's been um, two years of meditation. And one day, I start to get to know. You know, this word, I already learned from the book that uh, it's not who, it's not him, it's not anything, you know, why you have to angry with him. Yeah, but I keep repeating this to myself. But a part of my mind still know that I still angry, you know, but when a moment during the meditation is give me just like this information attached to my mind that, hey, it's no us, no him and no me. It's just mind doing its activities. I felt that even him, he didn't want to to do something bad to me, you know, but he cannot control his mind. But his mind is just automatically to think. Or for example, when you have your taste, you also like to this taste. Or you have your, you know, just mean your, your taste, your anything that once you see it, you will like it. And our mind just act by itself. And so, no intention. I felt that that day, the uh, some kind of the knowledge that I read from the book, or the master taught me, is just I start my mind start to know, not me, you know. For me, I understand for a long time. I know what he's saying that you have to practice until you felt until you feel that no, it's not. We, it's not us, it's not him. 
is not atta. Yeah. And then the anger just lift up and I don't, don't angry anymore. For me, just like, um, and it will uh, appear to, uh, it's just like you, your mind got a new information and it's become your basic knowledge inside that. It, appear, it will appear for us when we think, how, how we think, how we decide. It will be based on this information, you know, it's uh, just like, just come from inside. And it's, it's felt better because I didn't have to manipulate myself that, hey, it's just, okay, and four elements. Why I have to angry him? But this time just a few nature. Is it right to the question? Um, well, I'm having some language barrier problems because I, it seems that I'm not that used to hearing uh, the Asian accent in English. I'm from a Latin American <laughs> country, so I just Sorry. got uh, the rough, like the rough idea of what you were saying about how the practice helps us drop personality view, like uh, in general, and that help that generality helps in the specifics of every situation. Is that right? Or did I? Yeah, yeah, it's help. It's help us uh, to to see thing as to see thing as is true. We are. Yeah, that is no no us, no him, no he, no no who, just like mm. that. Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> in uh, in fact, is this the, is the, go ahead. Is this, uh, I answer you to the direct question. I don't know that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I also have the, yeah, okay. I mean, that opens further questions, but I don't know if uh, anyone okay. else is going to ask something else. Uh, do, I, do I ask further questions or not? Yeah. Um, first off, I'd like to say welcome, Robert. I haven't seen you in a while. Glad to see you back. This is Robert in United States. Yeah, Canada. the other Robert, <laughs> not Robert oh. Cohen, but uh, I'm glad with, you oh, okay. got two Roberts. Yeah, we got both Roberts. I was wondering which one. <laughs> cool. Howdy, guys. Hi. So, uh, to finish off a little bit about that Anata. Is, is that it's always a duality that we can actually best understand it in the sense of selfishness. That's a good English language word to use because the word self has many, many different uses, but selfishness generally is fairly well understood. And when we are selfish, that means that we withdraw or separate ourselves from others. Like, you cannot get angry unless you're selfish. And you're selfish because you're trying to protect yourself. That's the fear. And we use anger to protect our fear, right? And so yeah. that selfishness is created at the time when the feelings are created or about the same time. And so we also when we create the self, we create the other. And this is the duality. And Achan is, is mentioning that when we can see that other guy is just like me, that we're all in this anger thing together, then we don't have to be angry at each other. That the, even the anger can become kind of unified we're all in this together and that kind of breaks out into compassion that why should i be angry to this poor guy just because he's angry at me because there's really not much to me anymore <laughs> and i can see more we than me but if all i see is me then all i see is him too and so if we think of it as we rather than me, now we're back into a cooperative moment, even if that cooperation is within 
anger. At least then it has a chance of melting into friendship rather than exploding into more selfishness. And but and my point is, <clears throat> um, we all learn those um, terms, selfishness, uh, atta or anything. But how can we transfer this knowledge to our mind? This is uh, what I'm trying to say. Uh, do do we know how to transfer this knowledge? Because if not, if your mind can uh, accept all these truths, so you won't be angry anymore, right? But if you're still angry, it means that there must be something. Um, so that this knowledge, why your mind cannot accept it, and why you still angry. Oh, uh, you understand what I say? Yeah, well, like a practice. The thing is, we still want something. Yeah. Still, and one of the things that we want is revenge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's happened all in that. You know how to revenge. It will come over and over, but you still have to be patient and try to try to stay with with those failing and and you have and you will see the nature of anger that it will disappear by itself. <laughs> it's coming gone, coming gone until it's never come again. And those issues will be uh, you will overcome that problem and you won't angry at them anymore. But the new issue, you still angry. But uh, you can handle it faster. Uh, this is one what from my experience. Uh, the first the first issue for me is uh, the most difficult. Regarding that that issue, I've noticed that something that hinders me is that I feel a pressure from the people that know me or from what I imagine what of what they expect from me. Like once you have a personality, people expect you to be the same or to maintain that personality personality. So if you change like at a rapid pace, it feels weird. Like somehow inappropriate and I know that the general answer is to keep practicing get into isolation um, but I was wondering if you've experienced that in your process and how to let's say what can you say to yourself internally wholesomely a wholesome thought regarding um, not caring or not placing any importance into what people expect your personality to be like. Okay, <clears throat> this problem may come from um, your mind thinking about someone's start, right? Right? Your mind caring about someone else's thought. My it, mind is caring? Right? Yeah, you, you care about someone else's thinking yeah. right? that expectation that starts about you and you feel pressure yeah so um, that's that's the way i practice we i practice the mindfulness meditation so you don't need to uh, don't need to rush the result but you just only looked to your mind, that your mind just thinking, your mind just caring, and then you will see the nature. Uh, you will see the nature of your mind, the nature of that feeling. That even that feeling, it just occur for a while, and it cannot last long. A moment later, you think about something else, it's gone, and you keep your mind repeating that. For me, in Buddhism, uh, you may heard. 
uh, how to gain the wisdom. You can have the wisdom by Sutamaya Panya. Have you ever heard Sutamaya Panya to listen? Jintamaya Panya is just like uh, to think rational. And the third, Pawana Maya Panya is uh, some kind of meditation. This way, uh, this way, the meditation uh, for us, we don't try, we try not to think or we don't hold any thought to anything, but we just use our mindfulness. Another way of saying it is look at what's happening, look at what's going on with your body, with the air around you, etc., like that, rather than talking to yourself about it. Use your mind moments for investigation, actual investigation. Imagine like that you're um, a professor sitting in front of a microscope and that you're peering into the microscope and finding this and then you write it down. And then you find this over and you write that down. Okay. And while you're seeing this and writing it down, when you're writing it down, you miss something. It's better to stop writing things down or talking to ourselves or giving ourselves a running dialogue and just look at what's going on. And this is the training, the bhavana, the word that he was mentioning is bhavana, the training. and looking at what's going on, look at what you're doing. And sometimes when you look at it, you see that selfishness directly. Okay. Diaper changed. Mm -hmm. So Robert, Cohen, do you have any questions? Do you have any comments, anything to say? Um, none right now at the moment, but I'm really enjoying this. Good. Thank you. Good. I don't know what happened to Miguel. I think he dropped his <laughs> phone. <laughs> yeah, I must have. Miguel, are you there? No, he's not there. Okay. So, um, Eric, this is a very interesting topic that you bring up, and that um, many people will actually say that Anatta is the major teaching of the Buddha, and it, we see that a lot um, in in the Trilokana. You have the uh, uh, the three characteristics, uh, Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta, and the Anatta is there as third, but a lot of people don't understand that it, the selfishness and the Dukkha are interrelated, that Anicca means that everything is changing. And if you don't like it, if there's self there, then there is Dukkha. But if you take the route to change that into Anatta, then the anatta is not dukkha. The reality is, is that the Buddha doesn't teach anything about anatta much other than how it fits in in the creation of dukkha. But that's the real point, dukkha, dukkha naroda. Come out of dukkha is all what it's all about. And the way that we do that Basically, by dropping selfishness. Become friends. That, in fact, the issue is kind of funny, is, is that not only is the selfishness there among others, with others, but we have self individual selfishnesses inside. We have a crowd inside. There's various selfishnesses. One is the selfish rule. The other one is the selfish little kid who doesn't want to follow the rules. And then there's something else that 
doesn't want to play that game between the uh, parent and the child. Uh, and so we, we wind up being a crowd inside because of individual kind of selfishnesses. And when we can drop those selfishnesses and see that there's a we inside instead of this me and that me. Oh, it says you cannot join. Hmm. Oh, okay. So there's something wrong with this system right now. Back to the whole point about the multiple needs inside that if we can learn to unify them. And the way that we can do that is by stop giving ourselves critical and wholesome thoughts, which is one of those selfishnesses. Okay, that we literally talk ourselves into feeling bad. So the one who is talking our, uh, us into feeling bad is the one who we need to work on first to get him to change his mind, change his attitude. And it's also uh, uh, wrapped up with a lot of rules in the teachings of the Buddha, Siva Bhatta Paramasa, attachments to rights, rules, rituals, attached to the way things are supposed to be. But that's who I am. I'm the ritual part of the mind. Yeah. And you're supposed to do it the way that it's done. Yeah, I think that's what I'm doing. Uh, And we can come out of the ritual part of the way things are supposed to be done because we can now begin to see that that's unwholesome because the other part of the mind is going to be selfish also and rebel against that. So here we are as a parent giving orders and as a child doesn't like it. So the child has several options. One is to do what he's told to do. Get along, go along to get along and resent it. He could, in fact, choose to go along to get along happily, but we don't get that lesson from our parents. They go along, get along, and resent it, so we're supposed to go along and get along and resent it. Or we, in our resentment, can begin to rebel from it. And we have to go along, and that's what's called passive-aggressive. It's because we have to go along and then we rebel. Or we have to go along and then instead of rebelling, we feel guilty for only half doing it. And so those are the choices that we wind up with, going along and getting along and hating it, rebellion (laughs) and hating it, (laughs) or feeling guilty and hating it. And it would be better if the dialogue between the parent and the child was nurturing. Therefore, the child feels good inside and the parent feels good also. This is how we begin to stop the selfishness inside of our own minds. Because when you break your own rules, there's a little bit of fear in there because you might have to punish yourself for it. And so now we've got an executioner coming in there. Okay. But in fact, it's kind of uh, interesting that this parent um, we use it in the sense of uh, protection, permission, and potency. In the sense that if you do something without permission, now the parent is going to be the executioner. And so we wind up with all of these various ways of being selfish on the inside, turning it against other selfishnesses on the inside. And we can see that stuff if we look. And when we see it, it's a good idea to put it down, to change. That's what Vicky Buddha Das is really all about is let's make a change here. 
see all of these rules and the rebellions and whatnot and the punishments, the bad feelings and all of that and start to nurture. Nurture your mind. You're okay. You're okay. Everything is all right. You don't have any work to do. In fact, getting put on the spot, there's nothing to it. But you have to get put on the spot a lot until you recognize that there's nothing to it. Oh, Achan, thank you for coming back. Uh, hello. Hello. So we were expanding while you were gone. We were expanding on that uh, issue of selfishness that they wind up being the mind broken up into various pieces. Each one of them is selfish. Like, for instance, all of the rules. We want to selfishly obey the rules. But then there's another part of the mind that wants to selfishly disobey the rules and not do it, not do what we're told to do. And so um, the way of dealing with selfishness is recognizing that it pops up in the mind in various forms. And one selfishness is the result of another selfishness. And so let's begin to see uh, this stuff. And that every time that we can see the selfishness, we can make a change, make the right effort, the right noble effort to make a change. What did we change it to? To nurturing. Everything's okay. And Anapanasaki Sutra to talk about gladdening the mind. Well, I don't have to give that rule to myself, only to break it. You got to write that email. I don't want to write that email. You got to write that email. I don't want to write that email. Okay, these are two different kinds of selfishnesses. You write the email is one selfishness, and I don't want to write the email is another selfishness. And we can say, aha, I see all of that selfishness, and that's the gladdening thought. Aha, I see you, Mara. And once we can take that and gladden the mind a bit, we've just already come out of the selfishness. The job that needed to be done has just been done. We just came out of Dukkha into Dukkha Naroda. And so in, in that regard, there is no real you self. Because you're always been a crowd of this kind of self and that kind of self and this up and this down and back and forth. And then we go around asking questions like, who am I? And we come up with confused answers because we never really did take a look to find out what was in there anyway. And so it's much better then, according to the Sutra number two, the uh, Sabahasada Sutra is our wise attention, our wise reflection, our wise inspection should be geared toward, is this wholesome or not? Is this dukkha or not? Rather than who am I? Because if you're asking the question, who am I? That's in dukkha already. And if you can see that dukkha, you can say, hi, hi dog, now I can see what's going on. So this is what the Buddha recommends is don't pay attention to who I am and don't pay attention to the selfishness, but instead pay attention to what is it that causes dukkha in the mind? You know, I, how, do, how does wanting things create un dissatisfaction? I just pinpointed my my issue with what you were saying right now is that, for example, when when I hear you talking and I see your whole demeanor, I am like I'm clear of what sukha is like I can feel it within me and also if I'm by myself and I have been if I'm in a good mood and I'm practicing correctly I also can feel sukha and I also am clear about what it feels like and how to maintain it but 
when somebody comes in and I get a bit uh, rattled or shaken, it's like I lose perspective of what the what the measure the measure or of suka is. I lose my my reference point, and I try to okay. find it, but I cannot mm -hmm. find it in that moment. All right, you use the words when they come in, you get rattled. Yeah. Right? You get all shook up. Yeah. What, whatever mental music they're playing, you start to jigaboo to their beat. You get rattled. Get all shook up. Right? Okay. Now that you know that, if you are aware and mindful, that when someone is coming in before they open their mouths or do anything, you can say, all right, time to get on guard. Wakey, wakey. Look at what you're doing. Normally, you go into sleep and then get a rattled mind. This time, we're going to stay awake. This time, I can handle it. This time, we can do it. Okay, so you kind of plan in advance, something like Duca five seconds ahead, Duca, 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 you know, and you write it and you say, okay, we're ready for this. Incoming is the other word. That's a more modern one from New Warfare, you know. Incoming, duck. <laughs> but in the Dhamma language, we talk about it in the sense of sati, wake up, start paying attention. Look at what's going on. Dukkha is coming, incoming. Look at what's happening. And you can do that joyfully. You can recognize when they come in, they can't handle me. I'm not going to get rattled this time. And then you may be able to handle that conversation for five minutes before you get rattled. But hey, that's a great improvement because before you'd get rattled right when they come in. Every time they come in, you get rattled. Now you can get it, get your mind together so that when they come in, you can handle it for a minute, two minutes, five minutes. Pretty soon you can handle the whole conversation. Not ever get rattled. And then you can come away from that conversation. Yeah, I can do that. I can clean out my mind and keep it clean and be in the present moment. I can't apply my mind to the wholesome and sustain it there for a while. That's the way that we can think. Of, yeah, you can handle that conversation. You know now that we're talking about it that you can do this. You can, if you can remember, before the conversation starts. The knock on the door, the footsteps down the hallway or whatever it is. And wakey, wakey, something's happening. Something's coming. Be on alert. Then I'm sorry. Opening, or you take that deep breath and I'm ready for anything. I can handle anything. <clears throat> I can do that. Um, for my suggestion, uh, okay. uh, um, for my suggestion. Uh, if you want to practice meditation, I've been there before that someone watching time you're room. breaking up. I can I can get nervous. I don't want them to see. Um, I start thinking. So to be really sorry. Can anybody hear him? Eric, can you hear him? Can you hear me? No, it's all broken up. Uh, do you hear me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you, you hear me louder, right now? It might be helpful because uh, as I think that your microphone setting in Skype is such that it catches it and then it suppresses yeah. and catches it like this. Yeah, someone just called me and my phone just. Uh, oh, I don't know okay. what happened. All right. All right. Now we can hear you better. Uh, you hear me? Okay. Yes. You hear me already? Okay. Yes. <clears throat> to be um, 
let's say from the Puttathas, the, the definition of status means to realize things quickly, right? So when you practice meditation, before you, you reach to Sukha, you need to train your basic uh, ability of your mind. You know, you might have some kind of uh, qualification to train. First, you have to you have to move in in any part of your body, just like uh, to make it controllable. The second is you have to be fast. Well, what's the second one? Mindfulness meditation. And so when that moment happened, someone. Sorry. The second uh, to 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 aware in your ears quickly, your eyes, your nose, your tongue, your skin, your body, even your mind. For example, if you sit in the room and you hurt, and then the next moment you think about it, right? If you don't hurt it, you don't think. But you hurt and you think, and then you realize that someone comes in. And mm -hmm. when you think, and it makes you feel. So what if you can handle the first time you hear? That's it. You, you will cut the process, cut the, cut off the, the process that will happen after. You, you got what I mean? Just be mindful when, when you start hearing. But your mind are faster enough or not, and this is the, the this is the problem that our mind is not fast enough. I have um, example for you. Maybe it's tonight or tomorrow. If you are about to yawn, yawning, you yawn, right? Yawn. A moment you do, you are going to yawn. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm about to before yawn. Before you yawn. Uh huh. Like this. Yeah. Before you yawn. You will know that, right? Yeah. You will know. You will know that failure. You keep in your mind. Repeat the word. About to yawn. About to yawn quickly. And let's see what. You're cutting up. And again. then you understand what I mean. The voice, the sound that attached to your evil that Sorry, uh, I, I heard the sound from anywhere. Um, if you can block sound that might come into you with your mindfulness, it will cut, the, the, the process later will be cut off. Uh, Pratip, you're cutting you out a lot. Uh, we can't really hear you. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to my phone. I try to. Robert, what I'm picking up on what he's saying is, is that we have to train the mind to be fast. That a lot of stuff is happening in the mind that we're not paying attention to. And as we uh, practice Anapanasati as we practice the meditation. The actual point is, is that we begin to speed up so that what we used to be able to see, now we can see the cause of that. And then as we speed up the mind a little bit more, we can see the cause of even that. That in fact, uh, the, the speed of the mind is all about uh, understanding Paticca Samupada or in Thai it's Paticca Samupada uh, and uh, that the uh, the point is is that we learn it in forward order in the sense of knowing step by step the sequence of events that causes the results of Dukkha 
But now we're going to start backing up so that we can see things a little quicker and a little bit earlier. And one of the main resting points is that feelings, because if Bhikkhu Buddhadasa talks about having wisdom at the point of contact so that we then can control the feelings. And so that's one of the places, but we need to be really fast. That happens within like, you know, yeah. a fifth of a second or so. And yeah, so but, we can but, actually get to the point of recognizing that I see it and I like it. If you but can the next be step mindful, is, do I want it? Can I, can I catch that I like it before it ignorantly goes into wanting? And so that's a very key point to back up so that we're fast enough so that we can see when I don't like something, that doesn't mean that I have to go and do something about it that I can merely just not like it. In other words, we take control through wisdom of knowing when we like things and we don't like things rather than ignorantly having to do something about our likes and our dislikes. And your mind to be fast enough to block the sound. And then yes, you won't think about it. But if you, if you slow, will you will hear it and then you start thinking, hey, what, what happened? Who's comes in? And then you start or your emotion and it might happen. But if you are fast enough, which you can, but you have to uh, learn uh, through the walking and sitting meditation, and then one day you can do it. For example, right now you have to move your mind, uh, go to your feet right now, and then your mind, your mind is very fast right now already, but in the concentration mode, you are focusing on something, you are not unaware. And so when once you hear it, and then you start thinking. And uh, so that's why I, I, I ask you to try on yawning. If you catch a moment that you're gonna yawn, you know inside your nose quickly, about to yawn, about to yawn quickly, and let's see what happens. And it, it will block everything your yawn will disappear. Actually, there are many, many different thousands of techniques. And, and then you... Sorry? Uh, um... Yeah, you yawning. <laughs> you see? When we talk about it, someone will yawn. <clears throat> but you have to catch, just like you shoot an arrow to that point. It, and you can. Uh, it's not. Yeah, yeah. This one for me, I think, is uh, the easiest one. You see? You, you see? It disappeared. So, if what happened if you can block? Your thought first, when you start thinking, and you're not in your mind, thinking, thinking, you just, it will stop. And then you're not starting creating or any emotion that might happen later. But if you are slow and you start to produce emotion to your mind, it may be a tough work for you to deal with it. And yeah, you can make it calm down again by patient um, and try to be uh, what happened? So when when we sit, our sensation is still working. You know, your body still work, your heart still work, but you need to point your mind specifically, just like you point to your yawning. If you point your mind to other part of your body, the yawn will appear, still appear. You know, it's still yawn. So the, the point is still important to you. Where it's happened is where you have to focus. But uh, so when you see things, you focus here. When you hear things, hearing, seeing, smelling, tasting, your body, your itchy. You can train with your itchy too. Itchy, 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 and then you will see the itchy until it's gone. Without scratching. Also the pain, this one will be very important. The most difficult 
you know, for the for everyone, even me. But uh, I don't know how how long when you practice meditation, and you always walk before you sit or not. Did you walk or just sit? If I walk, like um, you do you do walking meditation? Not that much, but but I do it. You should, you should, because it's just like uh, athletics need to warming up their body before they play sport. Your car need to be warming up. Get the breathing going. Will be good. And it, sorry, sorry. I said get the warming the body, get the breathing going. The same opportunity with chanting. Chanting before the meditation also gets the body warm. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, it's just like you can relax your another part of your body too. And just like make your blood and system flow. Yeah, blood and pleasure flow better. It's room. And when you say it, your back always stretch. It's just like if you the string on your bow loosen, you cannot shoot through anything. So the first the first rule should be your back always stretch. But hey, the gravity, your back can be rolling, you know. You just push back to the that point. You know that um the um, how's your back straight? It's just like you push your back until you cannot, and bend down a little bit, and put down a little bit, and that is the straight point. Always back to that, and then this kind of another another power that you might need to collect. You know there there are ten kinds of Uh, the power of discipline, the power of, um, uh, I didn't remember all, <clears throat> uh, but mm -hmm. I remember all in time. The power of Tana, you know, just like your mind needs to practice on giving, just like, mm -hmm. and it, it will expand another ability of your mind. Mm -hmm. The power of the training, the power of repeat, repeat. Repeat, do it over and over and over again. And uh, the, power of, the power of, uh, I don't know, it's just like you keep, for example, you want to practice for 15 minutes and then you have to finish it. You cannot stop before the time's up. And uh, the we all need in Thailand we all have to train you know even for lay people so don't if you lose your promise you will be fail on the meditation even your business or even your life just like that <clears throat> but uh, let's go back to the the problem that is the process of emotion you say saying you hear saying you from your side, you think about it. And the next moment, it will uh, mix with your defilement inside from your taste, your style, your greeter, your, your greedy, your anger, you and are that. <coughs> You're cutting up again. And then if you yeah, you, get back your, your phone, like your phone is cutting out again. And that's the problem. But uh, how can we be fast in our It depends on how good you are practicing. Yeah, and, and this is all where I what I learned in Ajahn, we're having trouble hearing you. Uh, it's it's breaking uh, up. I, I must, not much, yeah. not much the knowledge. But yeah, I do my hear you. you uh, for example, the students. You can't you hear, hear us either, I think. Before, 
before we train, before we focusing on training concentration, we should train the mindfulness first. For example, if you open, who do you want to find first? Student or teacher? Teacher, right? Do you hear me? No. Not clearly. Uh, sorry, do you? It's uh, do very you difficult hear me? to hear you. No, you're breaking up. Yeah, we can hear you for like uh, a couple of like 10, 20 seconds, but then it starts to break up. Uh, maybe it's uh, from my uh, my mobile signal. <clears throat> but I do yes, understand what, what you were saying about the okay. technique of, of the yawning. No. Uh, and I could okay. do that right now, and I'm going to try to apply it in other situations. Yeah, so we will focus on training our mindfulness first, more than training, more than focusing on concentration, you know. <clears throat> Just like you have to train your teacher before you find students. If you have too much students, but you are not good enough, you Cannot, you cannot handle the emotion during the meditation. So you should uh, try to train the uh, sucking and sleeping meditation. Try while you sing. Once you hear sing, you have to move your mind to your ears quickly. Hearing, hearing. If you cannot, you have to remind your mind that no, you may, you know, it's your mind and your body is not the, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's separated, you know. It won't follow you, you know. For example, when you're angry, you hear me? How do you hear me? No, it's not, not good. Uh, do you hear like me? It's frozen now. Uh, uh, you hear me again? Not so much. Very difficult. Yeah, I maybe it's my. Okay. Um, Achan, thank you very yeah. much for for talking. This has been about uh, uh, the length of our our conversations normally every week, a little bit over an hour or so. And um, uh, I do very much appreciate that you've come on um, this time. Robert, are you still there? How about Miguel, are you on? Miguel has I'm been on, there yes. for. Yes, okay, Robert. Uh, let's, let's sign off now. Do you have any final things to say, Robert? Um, none at all. All's good. Thank you. Okay. If you don't mind, give me a call later today or tomorrow, all right? Okay, that would be great. I think tomorrow would be perfect. All right. We'll do that. Great. Eric, thank you very much for your for your question, and I'm recognizing that you're listening very carefully. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for... for um spending your time with just one student. <laughs> and Miguel, um, I, I don't know where you are. Go ahead, uh, Eric. No, I appreciate uh, the time and, and the, the energy you're putting into this. And uh, I hope you can join us in another time. Uh, maybe you can tell us more about your life, your, your 20 years as a monk. Uh, I'm very interested in hearing your experience, what it's been like to live as a monk in the States and to get to know more about you. Okay, um, yeah. I appreciate that, and I'm willing to join your conversation. Thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, I have been talking with many students. Uh, during the COVID time, I would not talk very much about coming to Thailand, but now that COVID is finished, Several of the students want to come to meet uh, the monks here at Wat Soen Mok and at uh, Deepa Bawan, uh, Dam Kiem, that sort of thing. 
but I also want to get uh, the students in America to become interested in visiting and staying close to monks that are there in the United States. So thank you so much for coming on. And I very much appreciate you uh, spending time with us. I'm sure that we will find many students who become very deeply interested in the Dhamma and want to have some time with senior monks like yourself. Okay, so thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Thank you. Cheers.